Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back. Oh, I'm so pumped. I'm having another good conversation today. So today I'm talking with my friend Crystal L. Crystal is the founder of AHA Beauty Collective. You can find her on Instagram at Crystal Hair and Makeup. And if you do not follow her, you absolutely need to. She is the queen of systems. She teaches diversity and inclusivity. She really, honestly, Crystal is just an amazing human being and she has so much to offer, really not just the beauty industry, but just like humans in general. Um, I always thoroughly enjoy my conversations and I've gotten to know Crystal over the past, I guess it's been over a year now. And what I have seen of Crystal is her leaning into her vulnerability. And we have had a couple um, behind the scenes conversations about our past money stories and how we've overcame them. And today we decided to go ahead and put it on a re- put it on record and record it for you to listen to as well because there's so many takeaways in this episode around how you can change your money story, why it's important to change your money story, why it's important to talk about money to your children, um, and just break generational chains. You do not have to live the way that your parents or guardians lived. You can choose a different path. And that is exactly what we're talking about today. And this conversation could not come at a better time because I want to invite you to join me for a three-day challenge this coming weekend, if you're listening to the podcast when it comes out, (laughs) May 15th through 17th. So what we're going to do is we are going to explore the thoughts that are keeping you stuck. We're going to figure out how to overcome them and what mindset shifts can help you hit your future money goals. This is a live, free live coaching is happening in this challenge. You're going to get worksheets, you're going to get videos, and you're going to get three days 
of chatting with me, Q&A, style, you know, whatever you want to ask, whatever you want to bring me with, I am ready. So I would love, love, love to have you. You can find the sign up in the link in my bio on Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore or even easier, you can check out the show notes on this podcast episode. Love, love, love to have you. Let's take the first step to getting your financial shit together. And this conversation right here is going to give you all the reasons why you should join me. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Crystal L. Hello, Crystal. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you? I am good. I am super excited today because I want to talk to you about something a little different. Mm. I want to get a little vulnerable, which I know that every time you come on here, I say that, but like, you know, you're getting used to it. So I'm pulling it out of you. <laughs> I, I live in it. I, I, I live in it every day. I am like here for all the things I'm truth and all. So whatever well, this time we're talking about money still like, dun, I, dun, dun. <laughs> I think, um, Especially because with money, it has been um, like a sore spot for many people and a sore spot for me and just a shameful spot. And I think when you can be open about what's brought you shame, what's brought you tears, that's you opening up to the universe that that you are ready. You're ready to receive it. It's not your story in it mo- anymore. It doesn't have to be the case. And the universe is like, I hear you. I got you. Here's Here's all the things that come with being open to me and not having that be my story. Absolutely. I mean, bringing awareness to your story is the number one step with anything, right? Like money, business, growth, whatever. Um, So let's start this off. First of all, who are you? What do you do? Um, (laughs) So I am uh, Crystal L. I am a diversity, equity, and inclusion educator, the founder of All Hair Academy, um, and a stylist um, behind the chair for the last 13 years of Crystal Oil Hair and Makeup. All right. I love it. I love it. And Crystal has been on this um, before. So if you want to hear more about um, AHA, her All Hair Academy, you can go back a couple episodes and listen about that too, as you should. Um, but today we're going to talk about money. So I'm um, actually doing a challenge this week, a money mindset challenge. And um, I wanted to bring you on because I know that we have had some conversations behind the scenes about money stories and kind of how we felt in the past and what the past looked like and kind of how we got out of it moving forward for the future. So I would love to hear um, or tell the people, as my son would say, tell the town, um, <laughs> your, uh, your past with money, kind of what it looked like growing up and um, kind of, we don't even have to get into how you got out of it yet, but let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> oh, so growing up money in my family. So I would say that I grew up um, middle-class Um, so there was no, like, I I wouldn't say there was like a peanut butter and jelly sugar sandwich situation at all. Um, but is that a sugar? Like, yeah, sugar and butter. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) girl, wait, I have to actually, I have to interrupt because I saw a TikTok the other day talking about how cinnamon toast was like the poor people's like delicacy. And I still to this day make that shit because it is so delicious. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, go ahead. Yes. Um, but both of my parents worked. Um, and so, and, and I felt like we lived paycheck to paycheck, but my parents never talked about money. So like, I, I mean, I, I, I tell people, I believe we, my mom taught me the yellow notice situation, which basically you paid the bills when the yellow notice came. 
Um, so when people, when auto pay came out and I was like, who is doing that? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you wait and pay, like auto pay? Like, oh my God, you pay it the last minute. And sometimes you're setting up a payment pay- plan to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, so that was very much the situation that I grew up in. Um, we never, uh, like the, the lights were never turned off or anything like that, but we definitely lived paycheck to paycheck. My parents, um, I would say did not have a savings. My dad was career military. So we did have, you know, that coming in and he was an entrepreneur, um, where when I was little, he owned his own, um, auto mechanic shop. Um, and then he had to go get a real job because that just wasn't either. It wasn't lucrative enough, which I'm sure it was because, I mean, he was busy enough, but I don't know that he understood how to manage his money as a small business owner. Um, and so he ended up getting a job for, um, the city of Berkeley as with the police officer department, fixing cars, which is an amazing thing. I never got a ticket growing up, even though I would get full (laughs) time. Um, so they never taught me anything about, uh, money management or savings or, um, letting your money work for you or credit. Like I, boy, let me tell you about credit. I went to college and I went to college in 2000 and um, there, there, there has to be a law now, but there were credit cards in the welcome basket and honey, baby child, I got every single credit card and they give you the student cards, right? So I had an express card and then I had a little visa card and I, what did I do? Like I maxed them out. Like I went to express at the mall, max, I'm pretty sure the first time. And then when the bill came, I was like, girl, bill, this credit. Credit. No, like wait, I have to pay this back and I have to pay extra. Yes, girl, (laughs) what's some interest? Let me tell you what never happened. I never paid it back, which led me onto the world of bad credit, right? So um it was just it was never taught to me the way to let your money work for you, not you work for your money. And I lived I've I mean my entire life up until I would probably say six years ago, I pretty much lived a paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And I just thought that was normal. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, very similar where my parents had two very different stories where my mom was constantly running a credit card and playing the credit card system, you know, constantly moving things around to get the 0% interest. And like, she never wanted for anything. Like she would just buy whatever she wanted. But then when she wanted like a house in a neighborhood or this nicer car, like she just couldn't seem to afford it, even though she was constantly spending. Um, and then I saw my dad rolling coins to get gas, living at my grandparents' house to go to work, you know? And it's like, money was always so stressful that anytime I would think about money, it would bring up stress. Right. And the same thing, like they did not teach me. My mom taught me that um, if you have good credit, you could buy anything. And then my dad taught me, you need to save, you need to save, don't end up like me. But I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the say, Because to me, you say that. So saving to me is rolling coins and putting it in a piggy bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So we see these money stories and we like unintentionally like take them on as our own. And I think that a lot of times, especially the feeling around it of like, no, that's just, that's what I've seen. And that's just how my life has to be Yeah, because there's just what else I don't know any better. Right. Like you can't be mad at yourself for the knowledge that you didn't have yet. Yeah. Oh, you can be, I think. I mean, you you can be, be. you shouldn't be, be. Yeah. but I think we tend to be right. Right. You know, when you can't have, I don't even know if you're mad at yourself. You're just ashamed, right. You're like, you're a sh- like, it's almost like, 
I don't, you just, I feel like a shame. So even when I wanted to do better, be different, like then I had to share that with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Then I had to tell somebody like, this is how my life is. This is what my bills look like. This is what I've done. This is what my credit score is. This is like all the things. So there's a lot of like, even when I wanted to do better, like the shame behind talking to somebody about doing better, like yes. that took a, a hot minute to overcome that because I felt like my story was my story. And when I looked around at the other people, cause there's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses that people, no one else has this story. Like, look at all the things that they have, like, they're not doing what I've done. So like, especially people who are helping you with your money. Right. So mm-hmm. you think people are helping you with your money, have no idea. So you're like, Oh, I'm not going to talk to them because obviously if they're helping people with their money, they don't know anything or never been where I am where the actual opposite is that when you talk to people like you or people who help with finances, most of them have taken the learning seriously because they have come from a background that wasn't the case, right? They're learning from their mistakes so they can teach you to be better. Not that they're looking down on you, but they're definitely speaking from experience. So that's what I love about you. And, and when I decided to get the help, you know, that I could, that I found someone that they weren't, they were better than me now, but they didn't always start that way. Right. Well, I think we get in the cycle of like, well, I'm just bad with money. Well, I just don't know numbers. Like I'm not good with numbers. And you just, you just live with that. And you just think that, that that's just the life that you're destined for. Right. Like, well, I'm just a hairstylist. I, you know, picked the, like, that was my thing. Like I, I picked the wrong career. I remember walking, I have wealthy aunts and I remember walking through a house she was thinking about buying that was like overlooking the bay. And I remember saying to her, I wish I would have went to college. Like that was my mind. Like the reason that she has this money is because she went to college. Yeah. Like I never even consider like now I see like she's still like they have beautiful homes, but she still drives the same minivan she's driven for. I don't know how long she's you know what I mean? Like she she does good investments, but she's good with her money. And it's like understands her money. She understands her money. She controls her money in a way that, that works for her, her family, her values, her future, you know? And I think that that for me, you know, when I got my financial shit together and I moved into this neighborhood, this is the neighborhood I thought I could never live in. I, I grew up in a lower income, middle-class, you know, like lower middle, whatever you want to call that, you know? So to me, that's where I belonged. Like, that's where, like, that's it. I mean, we have friends come to our house now, like, when did y'all get rich? And it's like, our house isn't even that big and crazy. Like it's just the, like a higher income neighborhood. And we're like, we didn't <laughs> like we just yeah, smarter. Yes. We got smarter and we learned how to do things. And I know that a lot of the clients that I work with, I've asked them, like, what did you think other people had that you don't have? And they just said more money. They just thought that they were given more money or just had more money. And I think a lot of times it's, it's not that they have more money. They just know how to control their money or they know what to do with it or you know it's they they learned they understood it I mean for me it was that I I learned I learned to stop saying that I was bad with money I learned to stop putting this to, to change my story like I didn't have to be my parents and to this day like my mother like I just had a conversation with her today and, and good thing she's not gonna listen to this podcast but <laughs> she um she is a person who will pay, will pay all the bills ahead, right? Like pay all the bills ahead and then not have like money in the bank. Mm. 
And then she's stressed out. And so today she was like, um, do you need, like, she asked me for some money, which I was like, you know, cool, which she had borrowed. And I was like, okay, you know, this, and I'm really particular about if you borrow money from me, like just give it back when you say, and if you need to borrow it back, like tomorrow you can ask for it back, but I want it all right. back on the day you said you're going to give it back to me. Right. Mother and no mother. And I think it's just, it's just how I am. And, and most of the time I just give my mom money, but when she specifically asked, it was a borrow, whatever. And, um, and I was like, well, everything is paid, right? She's like, yep, everything is paid for the next three months. Everything in the house, you, you have money for your paycheck. Yeah. So why, why, why can't I just have my money back? Well, I don't want to have no money in the bank. Well, you just said you had $600. So like, I'm going to need you to either stop paying everything ahead and having anxiety about being paid ahead because that's the point, right? Like you paid everything ahead. So you, what the hell are you stressing for? So I just told her, I was like, you need to do, you need to get curious about like what's going on here because you shouldn't be stressed out if everything and you have a paycheck coming is paid ahead three months. But that, I don't know where that came from for, for her. And I, I like, you know, but I think we have to have a better understanding of what the life is that we want, mm-hmm. <laughs> what that looks like. Right. Cause it may look, it, it may look like you pay everything ahead three, three, three months. It may look like I'm going to pay everything when it's due, but I have the money in the bank to do it. So there's no stress. Like, I think you just have to decide what it is for you because for a long time for me, even when I started to make money, there was no way that I was going to do auto pay because I just felt like the other shoe was going to fall. So I just need to have all the money in the bank. And I wake up every morning and check my account. And now I'm like, well, I know how much it costs to run my house. So everything is on auto pay. Now I will say I found a happy medium. Everything is on auto pay, but I move the exact amount of money into that account that pays everything. So I still have control that nothing is going to be overdrawn or anything. You know what I mean? Right. You're still keeping eyes on everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's different, but it took me, it took me a long time to get there because I was like, first off, all this money, my money, like every money to come in is into the salon is all my money. So forget uncle Sam and everybody in between because but uncle Sam doesn't forget about you. No. (laughs) And and just the idea that you have to keep working hard Mm -hmm. because you don't really understand what it's costing to run your business or your life or any of the things. So you're just constantly working, working, working. Whereas like when you understand the numbers and you're like, oh shit, I can take an, I can, I can work three days, not four. Right. Exactly. Well, one of the things again with my clients is what the first thing we do is like, you have to look at everything. Like you have to become aware of all of the things, whether you like it or not, we're going to like make you aware. And what's always amazing to me is when they go, wow, I make a lot more money than I thought. (laughs) Me. Like, I think the narrative is like hairstylists make no money. Mm -hmm. Hairstylists make $26,000 a year, which we know is complete bullshit. Right. And it's like, when you, I think the first time I sat down and saw how, when I sat down, it wasn't that I saw how much money I was making. It wasn't that when I sat down and saw that I was spending two flipping thousand dollars on eating out. Yes. And it's like, I've been $2,000 a month on eating out, bitch. You make a lot of money to be still living, right? Like all the things are paid. Well, you're sitting there sipping on your martini going, God, I feel so poor. (laughs) And and it's like $2,000 crystal. Really? Like really? And so I'm going to put my coaching hat on for a second, um, with the, you know, with your mom paying, you know, three months in advance, because if she, if when growing up, she was waiting to the last minute, 
And now she's able, so she's probably like, no, it's safer if I pay all of these bills ahead of time. But what she's not realizing is it's not a good plan because it's just making her stress redirect in a different place. You know, it's- I come talk to you. Yeah, right. No, seriously. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times we think that we know what we need to do, right? Okay, well, I need to stop going out to eat as much. Okay, well- maybe there's another solution. Maybe it's all about creating a plan around it. I know you love your systems. <laughs> yeah. So now I have a system. I true. I mean, I do yeah. like, I have a system for eating out, like, and it got to the point, I mean, like in a true system of like, okay, this money is on this card. It's a play card. This is what, and when mm-hmm. that motherfucker say zero, pardon my language, then you're done for the month. Yeah. Like, and, and some, and I need those boundaries, right? Like I yes. think having the boundaries too with a clear understanding that that's okay. Like some people, I'm, some people are really good and just like, oh, I just know that I'm just not going to do that. I am not that person. Like when it comes, just for eating out, like when it comes, when it's gone, it's gone. Because I like, I live my life through food and taste and I will go overboard with it. Yeah, and yeah. I know that that's okay to have a restriction and, a, and a, not even a restriction to have a boundary and an understanding because there are things that I want to do. Now there are times where that's not the case. I'm not saving for something or working towards something that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do all the things. But for the most part, I have a son in college and two more to go. Yeah. I, I, I want to retire. I turned 40 this year. Like I want to be done and peacing out at 55 of all the things. Right. Well, you're and, thinking about your future. Yeah. You know, I think at the beginning, I know for me, I, I love to spend money. I, th- I think that's a misunderstanding. People think that I'm like super disciplined with my money. Like I'm way better, way better. I can make my money work for me now, but I am not naturally that way at all. Like not even a tiny bit. Um, as a matter of fact, I posted a quote this week. Um, it's a Rob Deerdeck quote that I love. And it's like, um, I create these disciplines to protect me from me. Yeah. Which is so true because if it was up to me, I would be back in my little townhouse and we'd be going on vacation all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and um, but I think that when you start to look at what you want for your future and how you want to feel for longer, because I can say right now I can go out and spend, you know, two hundred dollars at Lululemon. I'm be real happy for like a day. Yeah. You know, and then maybe every time I put those leggings on. But like if I save that money and I and I, you know, save for a big family vacation, I'm going to be happy a lot longer. It's going to be a memory that I have forever. Um, or put it towards, you know, my home that I love or, you know, whatever. I'm thinking more about my future rather than what's going to make me happy right now. Um, and creating a plan around it. Like it gives you permission to live your life. And I think that's what people misunderstand. They think, well, I can't spend any money. I have to only put stuff towards my, you know, my big, huge goals. And I'm not going to be able to enjoy it until I'm 55. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you can create a plan where you, a value-based plan where mm-hmm. you do the things that you want to do that you value, not throw money away that you're going to forget that you spent last week. You know, you're going to do the things that you love and value, and they're going to last longer in your mind and your heart, all of the things and create the future that you want. And it is so possible, but you have to also believe that you can do it. You have to believe that you can do it. I want to say that again. Can you say that again? You have to believe that you can do it. Yep. It's so yep. true though. Yeah. 
Because I know for us, for my husband and I, we legit thought that like, it just wasn't a possibility. And even now, and I know you and I have talked about this before too. Like even now I've been in this house now three years, there are still times that we're at neighborhood things. They do like the little events in this neighborhood, you know, and I still don't feel like I belong there. Like, because people will ask us, well, where'd you grow up? And it's like almost in, not embarrassing, but like kind of, yeah. And, they, and it always is yeah. followed by, well, what do you do? Always. Yeah. Yeah. And you when know, you tell me your hairstyles, they'd be like, exactly. What did you like? What, what, you, what you, what's your side hustle? But no, you know what? No, you know what? They, they all, they actually always ask what my husband does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is yeah. even worse. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, hey, I work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's so interesting because I, um, I was coaching one of the girls in my salon. We were having a thing today. And when she came, I was like, okay, what do you want to make? Like, I need to know what you want to make. Like, what do you want to make in the next three months? What do you want to make in the next six, six months? What do we make in the next year? And then we broke it down. And I know you and I have talked about this. And I think that's what I love about you. Like, if you have a plan and understand one, what you want to make one, like you said, where to spend your money on value and, and you can have it all. And when I broke it down and told her, she's like, it's not even that hard. No, ma'am, no. it's not. It's not that hard. And I can just speak for myself. Like I started very small with just understanding my money. Like I just wanted mm-hmm. to understand where my money went. And then once I understood where my money went, I was like, okay, I understand what was important for where my money went and what I was willing to change or move around based on the value of what I wanted for my future. Right. And then it was like, oh man, this really isn't that hard. I mean, it does take discipline, but if I know that I know what I'm working toward, it just made it, it's so much better. And then to be able to teach my kids that, like, it's funny, my kids, when we go somewhere, like I stopped buying doing Christmas probably like seven years ago. And people were like, why? And I was like, we do a vacation because they're going to remember that all that shit I buy. Like, it's just, they're not going to remember. Yeah. No. And it was funny when we go to the store, particularly Tarjay, my daughter will say to the other one, well, do you need anything? Mm. Like if you need something, I tell my kids, if you need something, I got you. Like, right. Cause you like, but then if you want something, it's a different kind of conversation. Yes. Cause like every time we go to the store, we don't need, we don't, we might want something, but if you don't need it, it's okay. And that's cause I taught myself that like, it's cool to like, want to give myself things, but it's sometimes like, do you really need that? Mm. I was unpacking the other day and I was like, you don't need another piece of clothes. Right. I'm literally looking at like the puffy blue jean jacket thing. I'm literally looking at there. There are four over there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's one of my spending triggers is like events, vacations. Like if I'm going somewhere, I can't wear something I've worn before. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, we need, maybe we need to have a talk. You put, let's put your coaching hat on with me for that, because I think that's it. Like, and now I'm like traveling more for education mm-hmm. and like, it's yeah. getting to be a bit. So ridiculous. honestly, what I have like done for myself is I have budgeted it, it in. Okay. So if you're budgeting for going somewhere or you're, you know, you have a family vacation, you have a work vacation, whatever I will put into my spending plan. We are going to call it. That sounds better for people. Um, <laughs> I put in my spending plan that I'm going to buy myself some shit because okay. I know that I am. And every time I always said that I wouldn't, I, I did and then you every time. And then I feel guilty. Yeah. So I think that the idea of the spending plan, people always think, well, that sounds restrictive. A budget says I can't spend. No, it gives you permission to spend. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I love about that? And, and I can relate that to something else. 
So I used to be guilt, feel bad about um, relaxing, right? Mm. Not doing anything. So then I just start fucking building it into my plan, right? It's just in my, it's just in my schedule. So like my schedule is literally like, I'm not doing like, so I was, I was um, with Alpha Par four days. And then when I came home, I was like, I'm not doing anything this day. And so when I did nothing, I didn't feel bad about it because it was literally on my plan to do nothing. And then Friday, I know I was going to have like all of these things to do. And that was cool, but I planned doing nothing. And I think that just gave me permission to mm-hmm. do nothing because I had put it out there. So maybe that's like crazy to be like, oh no, you should just be able to just like chill, but that's just not, I like a plan, a system. And, and, and if I can plan a system to do nothing and, and be, and it's not even be lazy just to do nothing. I do the exact same thing. And it's a perspective shift too, right? It's like, okay, this is productive because if I'm going to like push through when I'm tired, I'm going to sit there and stare at my computer for an hour. Nothing is going to get done. I might as well just sit on the couch and read a book, like, and then feel more refreshed and better after. No, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, so let me ask you this. What was your shift when it came to money? Like, what was it that either like kind of hit you in the head, like, Hey, I need to do something about this. Or what did you do? Like, were you just at a certain point in your life where you're like, okay, I need to start like figuring my shit out. This isn't working. Um, it was like two things. So it was, it was the, it, the first one was figure was when I was like, I, I know if I want to have a different result than my parents, I needed to understand my money. Like I just needed to know what was coming in and what was going on. I just said nothing other than just a basic understanding. That was the first thing. So like, that was the first thing that popped up in my mind. And then the second thing is I met someone like you, I met someone in a, in a networking space. Uh, his name was Tyler. And when he talked about money, he talked about that. It didn't have to be restrictive. It was about understanding. He talked about like that. He didn't always have it together. And I felt his vulnerability and I didn't know it was vulnerability then, but I felt like his vulnerability. And I was like, man, like I could talk to him about my money because he's had, his has been jacked up before too. So it was like the, the combination of those two things. And then the first time talking to him and then him being very like non-judgmental, just even like the first time I talked to you and I don't know, like I share with you this story, but I'll like say it really quickly. Like I'm, even though I had it together, when Misty and I met last year in Tulum, I was like, yeah, I'm going to avoid her ass. Like, she <laughs> you told me that. like, I was like, I'm not going to, but I will tell you what the universe did. What the universe did was like, when, when, when we went in Thomas Scout, even though I was not behind Misty at all, like made it a point, remember thinking Misty was who was next to me in the Thomas Scout. And, um, that's who held my hand. That's who talked me through. Like, and that for me was the universe saying that, you're on the right path with money and surrounding yourself with people who you, who are high level, who you can continue to ask about money and feel comfortable. It's okay. And so for you, for me, it was like, again, being, starting the path of understanding. And I think it was the universe knew that like, you're going to make a lot more money and you're going to want to have people who have a understanding when it comes into the salon space because i think there's a difference between talking to someone about money who deals with money on an everyday basis with all the things and then talking to a hairstylist who understands money from the perspective of being a hairstylist and i think that's what you offer that's completely different than having like a financial planner 
because right. I feel like even like my first business coach, she's a great business coach, but she didn't understand the hair business. So she could only take me so far. So no matter where I think people are, like if even hiring you from the perspective of the industry that they're in is, is going to make it so much better. Well, so I feel like yeah, it's the scary. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I, even me, I don't like talking to my CPA. I love, I mean, I love her because she like makes things easy, but I'm like, please dumb it down. Like, yeah. it's scary to me. I'm like, I'm going to look like a dummy, like, you know, because I don't know taxes, you yeah. know? So it's like, it's scary, but it's when you're, when you talk to somebody who's one been in your literally exact shoes, still has to coach yourself. All, I coach myself with money all the time. Yeah. All the time, because that's the skills that I teach. I don't teach you like one day you're just going to wake up and like, you're just like a money, like, you know, magician. No, like I teach you how to like cope with all of the things, right? Like, cause money is something you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life, literally the rest of your life. And if it's constantly a source of stress and you're constantly avoiding it, like you're going to deal with that forever. You're going to deal with that in your relationships. And I love that we've talked about like teaching your kids because I think that that, I think having conversations around money in general to your clients, to your friends is huge because so many people are uncomfortable even talking about it, that like opening up the conversation, like you growing up, you didn't see, you didn't hear anything about money. It wasn't no. even talked about, No, you know? So how are you going to learn anything when it's not even a conversation? Where now, you know, your kids are growing up and you can have these conversations with them. So they're walking into their lives with so much more knowledge than you had. Yeah. And that right there is a reason, in my opinion, to change your shit. Like that for me, Declan, my son is now seven. He was born and that's when we got our shit together. It was yeah. like, I can't do this to him. Yeah. Generational. You, know? you got their curses. I mean, it's still a generational curse that you want your kids to do to do better, be better, have a better understanding. Yep. Um, and especially with the world of like debit cards and credit, like even with my kids, just talking to them about that, like, yeah. you know, they, you know, them budgeting, them understanding that like, this is a family business. Like if you work in here, I'm going to pay you. Um, but if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. So just even right. them understanding that parts of like money. And like, I remember my son being like, well, just put it on that card. Well, that card is connected to my bank account, buddy. It's right. Not- That's real money. <laughs> It's real money. Yeah. And well, then- think about it. Think about how kids are growing up. I mean, you don't have to do any, you can take your phone and tap it and you paid for something like they don't even ever have to touch a dollar bill if they don't yeah. have to. Yep. Like that's wild to me. Declan's um, fair, like his um, school, the scholastic book fair, you know, yeah. I can load a card online. Yeah. Like, and I was literally explaining to him like, Hey, you have money on your, on your thing. And he's like, well, where is it? And I'm like, like, no, it's like when you go, like you just tell him your name and he's like, but where's the money? And I'm like, well, I, I, don't, know. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, and it's almost kind of scary. It's too, very scary because the, the, just understanding the value of a dollar and how it works. And it's, it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very interesting and, uh, and, and you want to be knowledgeable, right? So that you can help them be knowledgeable to save and, um, yeah. And my kids, I mean, my kids, they, they all, it's funny because they all started businesses during COVID and I made it a point that they put back a percentage for taxes. My son, I made an investment into his business and it was hilarious because he was like, why well, get a paycheck? Right. He's like, why well, get all the money goes to me? I was like, no, 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 no. You have to pay me back. I'm the bank. Right. 
there's a monthly payment that comes to me. So you can either pay me a monthly payment or I can take my money off the top of the profit every month. You decide. But either way, like my money is coming back to me. I don't, I invested in your business, but I didn't like buy a business and give it to you. Like, right. So it was even explaining like when you get to different levels of like what it is, if somebody, if you take out a loan, what it is, if somebody gives you an investment, like what does that look like? I remember actually when I got my salon, someone gave me an investment. She was like, okay, and you just make an amortization form of how you gonna pay me back. And I was like, amortization form, what the fuck is that? Google. <laughs> yeah, and it was literally like how I was gonna pay back the money if there was an interest or no interest, you know? And so it's just very interesting, like the levels of difference of just the basic understanding of money. Um, but you have to have those conversations and who better to have them with than someone who understands your language who's been there and who knows that the, that money story is a consistent one, but you can rewrite it every day with learning about it and being open. Right. It's so true. I mean, I can, gosh, I can think of so many clients behind the chair when I was going through my journey and being vocal about it, how many people like got inspiration from that? Like, because again, so many people deal with this. It's so funny because we like hide behind our money stories and we hide behind all the shame and like judgment that we think people are going to have. But the moment you have the conversation, like you're almost just like everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's because everyone deals with it, especially now. Cause again, it's too easy. One button on Amazon, what, you know, it's just too easy to have no idea where your money goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's awesome about your son though, because think about how much further he's going to go in his life just by knowing this already. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like 20 and I'm like, yeah, dude, no, no, no. Mm -mm." Yeah. And I just think, and I, and talking, it, it goes back to when you were saying like talking to your kids about money. Like I also, I would never talk to my kids about money. Like I would, I would just be stressed about the things and like, you know, I would be snappy and, you know, cause I was just, you know, stressed about not having enough money or, you know, And then when I started telling them, you know, that like, this is what I make, this is what goes out. Like, I would love to do that. But right now that's not something we can afford to do. Like it, I think it made me less stressed and then more understanding. Yes. So I think, yeah, because my parents never talked about it. And I'm pretty sure half the time when they were fucking irritated about something, it was probably because they were like irritated about money and they were trying to make it happen. It's just like when, when Christmas comes and we go spend like all this money on Christmas gifts. And it's like, so I can be stressed out. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to do Christmas. I, I can budget for vacation. Right. So I started doing this before I really had, you know, any disposable income, but I could say, I want to take my kids on vacation in December. This is where we're going to go, which was like Branson. I know how much Branson is going to cost. And I know that if I save this amount each month, mm-hmm. when I get to this month, when I have to buy the hotel, I'm going to have enough. And I get this month where we're going, I'm going to have enough for spending. So I, the first two or the first two years, I literally had a spending plan or a savings plan and I could take them out for, you know, the, the vacation for Christmas versus like December getting here. And Mm -hmm. then me like, yeah, how am I going to buy all these gifts that I really can't afford? Mm, No, not going to do that one. Right. Just the spending plan that you talked about, like just understanding, making your money work for you, putting your money where you value is huge. Yeah. A spending plan can go so far. And again, it gives you permission to do the thing, whatever, you know, the thing may be. Um, Oh, dang it. I had a great thought a second ago. Now I forgot what it was. Um, I think that 
when it comes to money, like I know, you know, the mindset thing, everyone says it, but it is so true. It's, it's how you talk about it. Right. So like, if I sit here and say, well, I'm bad with money. Well, no. Are you bad with money? Are you trying to figure out how to learn how to manage your money? Well, like, let's just like switch the way that we think about money. Um, something I heard recently that I really, really liked. So when you're talking to your kids and your kids ask you, you know, for something, instead of saying, we can't afford that say like, we can look into, you know, putting money aside to get it eventually. Like, like teaching them patience because kids have no patience nowadays. I mean, I hardly have any, but like, it's really bad now, you know? So it's like, when it comes to money, patience goes a long way, you know? So you've got awareness, your plan and just patience. Like, yeah, sure. You want that thing. You could probably have that thing. Let's, let's figure out how we can make that work in a couple months when we've put money aside. So instead of just saying, I can't afford it, let's make it a priority. You know, it's just not a priority right now. Love it. Yes. I love that. It goes a long way. I think that if we start paying attention to how we speak about money when it, you know, within ourselves, it can go a really, really long way and it trickles. 100%. So what would you say that you used to say about money that now you have flipped the script on? Oh, that I was bad with money. 100% that I was bad with money, that I didn't know how to manage my money. Um, That was a big one that I would blow money. Mm. Um, that was huge. Um, and now I say, I understand my money. Yeah. I spend my money on experiences and things that I value. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's it. That's it. Those are the two things. And, and, and the other part about my mindset is that if I, this is like beyond like what I would say, like maybe thinking about money, but I also don't worry about money. Mm. And yeah. I, I say, I think when I would worry so much, I almost choke out the universe that I'm open for receiving money. And then I feel like for me, if I follow my purpose, the money will come. And that's been the story for me. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, because, you know, I think a lot of times when we grew up seeing or feeling struggle that we still live in this, this struggle, um, God, what do you want to call it? We still live in this place of struggle, even though we no longer need it. Yeah. And I think when it comes to money, that is huge because people will have a nice house. They will, you know, have a nice car and they still will feel like somebody's going to come and take everything from them. Right. So they still feel like they're in that place of struggle, even though they're in a nice, safe, secure place. And that absolutely can block money. Absolutely. When you constantly feel like, well, I'm broke, but I'm broke. You're going to be broke. Or you constantly chase it. Like you're yes. constantly like just more, 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 more. Yeah. When you just kind of have gratitude for what you have, it just shows up. Yep. So fun little story. I may have talked about this on here before, but um, when we were getting our financial shit together within three months, we felt in control of our money. Like, even though we didn't pay off any debt yet, like there was not a ton in our savings yet. Like we just felt like, oh my God, we finally have a handle on this shit. This is great. Um, like a month later, we, we got our entire summer, um, our power bill for free, Mm. like the whole summer. And it was like something with the power company, but like, it was this like, Hey, this gift Mm. from the universe, like you're doing a good job, keep doing it because we weren't constantly worried about it. And maybe if we were, we wouldn't even have realized we got it for free. (laughs) You know, I 100, like same with the interesting part about it. It was, um, I wanted to go to this conference 
And I, ha I had the money in the bank. This is what's so funny. The, there was a conference. It was ridiculously expensive. I had enough money in the bank to, to go to the conference. But I was like, oh my God, do I really want to spend that? I'm like, I don't want to spend that, whatever. And there was like a scholarship. So I just like applied for the scholarship, got the scholarship. I still thought it was like a lot to pay for, for the scholarship. Right. Like, I was like, okay, we you know, paid for it. Literally the next day, literally got a grant that I completely forgot that I had even applied for was exactly the same amount. Mm. And I, when, when I, when the scholarship came in, my girlfriend was like, bro, just pay the money. You are doing too much. And I was like, I know I got it. It's, it's, I really want to go. Everything works out. Like it always works out. It always works out. And then the next day I was like, hmm, thank you universe. And so sometimes it's just a reminder, like sit back and receive and it's, it's going to work out. Like if you just work your plan, gratitude, be grateful for it. Don't always be like seeking it. I think the universe, like you said, it just rewards us. It's these little new proof, new yes. proof that we can have and be, and it, for me, it was like, and it doesn't have to be hard. That was what right. it was for me. Well, you're seeking, you're seeking the, the positive. You're seeking the good things. You know, when you're constantly looking, you know, you're in that scarcity state and you're constantly like looking for the ball to drop, looking for something to happen, looking for your money to disappear. You, that's what happens because you're literally looking for it and you're going to find what you're looking for, you know? So you definitely need to look for, um, the, the good stuff. You need to look for more money coming in and even down to like conversations about money and things like that. Like what happens when you're comfortable there? Like you're more comfortable raising your prices in the salon. You're more comfortable receiving, you know, you do a service and you feel bad about that big number. Like that goes away. Like it trickles down into every aspect of your life. And, oh, I could talk about this all day, but I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you're listening to this and if this is something that resonates with you, please join me, um, for my three day free challenge. It is this weekend, May 14th through 17th. Uh, I didn't write that down in front of me. Um, this Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, um, you can join in the link in bio, um, on my Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore, or you can um, look in the show notes on the podcast. So I make it nice and easy for you, but please join me. It's hundred percent free. And we're going to dive into money stories. We're going to dive into, um, finding awareness around your spending triggers. And we're going to talk about big, beautiful future goals and how you can get there. Crystal, thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. I will see you all in the free money challenge because I think I'm going to do it. Oh yes. Come join us. I'm going to do, do it. Yes. All right, girl. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks. And I will talk with you on the next one.